2: Love Talk Radio.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Keepers Mindful everybody. I gotta tell you tonight we got a lot of things going on right here inside the studio tonight. There's a couple of people that are out here hanging out with me and you might hear some background noise, kind of a kind of a let's let's hang out at uh you know hang out, hang out. We get uh so much to talk about, so many different things that have been happening that so many people are talking about, but they're talking about them in the wrong way. And I want to make sure that people understand a few of the things that are going on. It, (laughs) when when you look at, I've been, I've been, all right, let me, let me back up here. Let me, hang on, hang on. Let me back up here. I've been off the air for about three weeks. Family matters, family issues, took a week off, did some recoup and uh, getting back into things. But what i've been observing is everything that that you know the president has done to this point is exactly what he said he was going to do and yes it's kind of cool to say the president right now not president elect not pasodis and that's what i've always called him because i really did not ever like mentioning his name and people really need to understand where that difference is. Um, I, have, I have respect for the seat of the presidency. And depending upon who holds that particular office, I didn't like Jimmy Carter. I didn't like parts of Bill Clinton. I didn't like parts of George Bush or his father. And I certainly didn't like a whole lot of the socialistic, tyrannical, terroristic style things that were going on with our last president. So I have respect for the seat, the office of the presidency, and I'm sure that most people do. When you are faced with the individual that occupies that seat is when there are problems. And if if you're not paying attention to what that individual does, <laughs> which is really what you need to do, then Therein lies the problem. So, um, like I said, I got a bunch of people in the studio tonight, so give me a minute. I'm gonna start a vehicle here real quick.
2: they
1: uh, they gotta run to a store, you know, it's Wednesday night, it's time to party, let's go get some beer or something else. Um, but when you're when you're talking about the office of the presidency, you've got to pay attention. And if I know any patriot out there, just because Donald Trump was elected, they haven't taken the breath that says, oh, cool, everything's going to be okay. Yes, he is, thing, he is doing the thing that he said he was going to do, which no president ever has done that because they've all been politicians up to this point. Donald Trump is a businessman. Businessman. I mean that's what his background is. Okay? He worked within the system to excel and line his own pockets or whatever it happened to be. He lobbied to get laws passed that would help benefit him. That's what you do when you're outside the political arena. When you're inside the political political arena, you shake hands, and you glad hand, and you're buddy-buddy, and everybody's your friend, and you'll say whatever it is that somebody wants to hear to get done what you need to get done, similar to what is outside in business. however what we do in business has repercussions much more so than what you do in politics because you've got to deal with these people almost on a regular basis. At least I do. You know, if I, if I do something wrong with the people that I work with, especially the contractors that I work for, they're not going to hire me back. If you're in politics and somebody is scratching your back, you've got to turn around and scratch their back too so that you guys can go you know, keep lining your own pockets. Business doesn't work as in that same fashion. Business is really about the bottom line, the bottom dollar. And everybody, of course, is trying to make a buck, which is capitalism, which I don't have a problem with. I mean, I'm not some greedy dude trying to get everything that I can for as little as I can because I don't mind working. I like my job. Politicians... Yeah, they thought it'd be easy, and really it has been because nobody holds them accountable. Think about that. Nobody holds these people accountable. You know, they're in office, especially Congress and the House of Representatives. Nobody holds them responsible. They get elected, and because people are familiar with their name, oh yeah, okay, we'll ju- we'll just go ahead and vote for them again. I'm guilty of that. If we don't hold them accountable and remove them from office for sitting there for 20 years or 30 years or whatever it happens to be and take the quasi-built-in uh, limitation on how many times they can sit there, then we ourselves are guilty of not taking control of the things that we should take control of. We have all these other distractions. Yeah, football. Great. Awesome. We've got the Academy Awards. We've got the VMAs. We've got – The Golden Globes, the Oscars, all these things, and we're watching movies all the time, and we're going and living our life and enjoying what's going on around us. But that doesn't mean we should not pay attention to politics because those things that they dictate to us that we've elected them to do have not helped anybody. They have not helped one person. That's where we need to get our minds wrapped around this stuff. We have time to go to a movie. We have time to go to a sporting event. We have time to spend with our kids. We also have time to pay attention to politics. People say that it's boring. It's actually not really boring because so many things happen so fast and they shouldn't within our government because our government was designed from the beginning to work slowly. But our lives are so fast paced, we overlook that. And we don't pay attention to the politics that we should. Like, how many people know who runs their school board? Who, are, who, are the board of, who, are, who is on the board of supervisors for your local community? Do you know? Do you know the principal of your child's school? And I'm not telling you anything that you haven't already heard or haven't already thought about, but trying to find time to do those things and pay attention to that stuff with all of the rest of life going on is part of the problem because they don't want you to pay attention to what they're doing. They really don't want you to know what they're doing in Washington, D.C., let alone your own state courthouse or your own county courthouse. Here in my own community, Virginia specifically, there was a closed-door session where the media was not allowed to be in. Couldn't be in there. Nope. Closed doors. And now there's a lawsuit against the guy that did it. That shouldn't have happened in the first place because the press is supposed to keep us informed. Right? Think about that. The press is supposed to keep us informed. And all of the things that have transpired through the emails, through Pizzagate, nobody's talking about. The millions and millions of followers of Islam that actually stood up and spoke against ISIS which is that I kind of think that's what they're trying to tell us but that's a whole other matter if we don't pay attention to that we're not going to know and if the, if we are relying on the press solely to give us the information and they lie to us example CNN, example Fox example MSNBC, ABC CBS we're not getting the information that is required for us to make a educated decision about where the politics need to go. I mean, I'm, I'm, again, I'm not telling you anything that you've not already thought about. And I'm not making people – I'm trying – well, I hope I'm not making people feel small about this stuff. It's just I'm trying to inform people that we do need to continue to pay attention. Just because we have a new president, which is, in my opinion, awesome. He's already done an awesome job first couple of days, right out of the gate. I mean, he's, he's doing everything that he said he was going to do out of the TPP. I don't like the fact that he pushed through the Keystone Pipeline or the Dakota Access Pipeline, but I knew it was going to happen, and that was regardless of whoever became president. The only reason that it was stopped in the first place by our former president, is because he was out of office. He was leaving. It didn't make any difference to him. Somebody else. It was going to be on somebody else's plate. So whatever. I can stop it. I cannot stop it. So I'll be like, I guess, cool, and stop it because there's so much noise about it. That doesn't make it necessarily the right thing or the wrong thing. He was just, uh, I want to score some points on my way out the door, just like he did with the 221 million cents of Pakistan on the day of um, yeah, on inauguration day. If you didn't hear about that two hundred twenty-one million dollars, you can go ahead and look it up. To Pakistan, and please tell me you know about Pakistan. So we're gonna play. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna play some music here right now, and I think. I think that Ayla Brown is on tap. Um, Star Spangled Banner, but give me a few minutes here. Um, I know that she has a version which is absolutely dynamite. Um, she doesn't go over the top with it. And if you don't know who Ayla Brown is, then you need to go to her website, com. Check out her music. She's got a really cool Christmas song that she did this just this last year. Um, a lot of other great music. And I do have her album, but I can't play all of it. I do have some because I was given permission by her and her manager, which also happens to be her husband, which is kind of cool. Um, but uh, if you don't think that you need to pay attention that's where the rest of everybody might be lost. So please enjoy this from Ayla Brown. I haven't received a uh, confirmation yet, but I think that it's there. And if my engineer could go ahead and fire that up at any time, I would be grateful. You're listening to Keeper's Mindful. I am Keeper, your host. we got a full house tonight. We'll be right back. the Browns, Star Spangled Banner. I should have started the show with that, but that's all right.
3: Uh,
1: I do open the show with a little bit of a rant and rave and things like that, so um, if there's any callers on the line, go ahead and press the number one button, and we'll see about answering your phone call and get you on the show with us. The phone number, if you are listening online, is 424-258-9220. I'll be here for another hour and about 45 minutes, maybe, because like I said, I got a full house tonight. It's like, it's like, we're chilling in a uh, cafe, you know. I mean, I could be doing the show from like Starbucks or something like that, but there's kids around too, so it's not really Starbucks. But can you imagine the things that were going on in D.C. after Inauguration Day? I mean, really, the, the, these women protesters really kind of just really blow my mind away. it, it, it just it. it they have they have these rights already. They're not going to be taken away from them. The, the, the United States Supreme Court already ruled on all these things that they're protesting. So this was basically an anti-Trump rally because these women are mad about what he said. What he said, mind you, his words, his words, his words. Make make sure you get that, okay? So he, they're mad about these words. But I'm also pretty sure that these same women, not all of them, mind you, suggest a good portion. And honestly, I do not know definitively. They also probably voted for Bill Clinton, who was actually accused of doing doing the things that, he, that Donald Trump said something about. Accused. And he bought himself out of it. Okay? He paid a whole bunch of money to get somebody to shut up. But then years later, this woman came forward and this woman came forward and this woman came forward. And guess what happened to them? They were belittled, degraded even more. And Bill Clinton was acquitted. For doing the things that he that everybody on the planet knows that he actually did. You see the difference? You see the hypocrisy? I mean, I honestly don't remember voting for Bill Clinton. Maybe I did, maybe I don't, but it's been a number of years now, so I'm not really worried about who I voted for when. My only mistake was that I did vote for Obama. Oh, my God, I said his name. For his first term. Because I believed the crap that he was selling me. Just like everybody else with hope and change. Something different. Well, ever since 2008, what has happened in America? The change that he so loudly proclaimed would happen didn't. Is anybody, literally, is anybody actually better off today than we were eight years ago? No. The federal government touts an unemployment rate of 4.7%, which is actually really low. But the federal government does not take into consideration the people that have stopped looking for work because there are no jobs. Don't take into consideration the fact that the baby boomer generation is now reaching, the age, reaching an age where they don't, they don't need to work anymore. And the biggest joke that everybody seems to want to tell is that the millennial kids, millennial babies, the millennial generation, are still living in mom and dad's basement. That's not funny. Time in history, America, under President, former President Barack Hussein Obama, America did not reach a gross domestic product production of 3%. He hit like one in eight years which means that America is not producing anything to keep people employed that the rest of the world wants. Basically, the rest of the world is saying that we're shit. What we make is shit. And I could go on about certain products and agree but I won't because I've got to deal with them on a regular basis. There's no more pride in America because we've been told for so long that America sucks. America is a great evil. America, you know, they're only in it for oil. They're only in it for war. All they want to do is kill or whatever it happens to be. They're selfish. You know, and if you believe or even think about an Orwellian style New World Order, if you want to say that, if you want to think about that. What we have here in America is like this administrative behemoth of a government that is that kinda of seems to me to be looking into maintaining administrative control over every other country in the world. We'll do that either, you know, through actual paperwork or mandate or uh, restrictions or sanctions or if we have to do it militarily or whatever it happens to be, that's how we're going to do it. And we're going to have this new world order and America is going to be in charge. I don't like that. I don't want to have my thumb over everybody. I really don't. America is not about that. Yeah, we want to be great. We want to, you know, be the shining example when it comes to peace, prosperity, being able to practice your own religion, and things like that. But that's not where the push has been going. The last eight years, what have you heard? America sucks. president apologizes to everybody about everything. and Oh, we, I'm sorry we did this. It's like nobody wants to hear the truth. And when it comes to saying, all right, well, you know, all right, let me come up with a good example instead of being completely derogatory. <clears throat> and it's it's really hard to do. I don't want to be that guy. I've been that guy. I don't like being that guy anymore, and I don't want to be that guy anymore. So let me come up with a good example. All right, so good example. The Affordable Health Care Act was supposed to be so dynamite, right? And it does benefit a lot of people. There are people that have needed it, used it. It has benefited them, and they love it because it's done the things that it was designed to do after all the tweaks from both the Democratic side and the Republican side. So it has helped some people. Unfortunately, it has hurt more people than it has helped. Okay, So the reality of that situation, and this is my example, the reality of that situation when it comes to the Affordable Health Care Act, and most people like to call it Obamacare, and they are one and the same, so stop separating them, and that just boggles my head. It's helped a lot of people. A lot of people have been victimized by it. So the truth of that matter is that it's not great for everybody. It not it will not ever be great for everybody. And if it was so great for everybody, then even Congress would want it, but they exempted themselves from it. Okay, so you've got (laughs) – when you're telling the truth about something, it's not necessarily going to make you feel good, but if you're hearing the truth and you digest it and you hear it and you don't call somebody a name or stupid or whatever it happens to be because you're so closed-minded, you'll be able to entertain what that other person is trying to talk about, what they're trying to express to you. And people fail to see that problem. We've got to listen to each other. We can't sit there and go, "Well, um, my my way is the right way, and there's no other way." And that's the problem with this this protest in D.C. I get that they want to have their you know their rights. Nobody's no women's rights are going to be taken away. None. You can still have your abortion, just not as late as you would like. And if you are using abortion as a, a means to as a as a form of birth control. I don't want to know you. I do not want to know you. And I don't think that anybody would disagree with that. And for, I don't know how many, maybe, I'll say maybe 20, 25 women actually wore some kind of costume, I guess, to look like a vagina, which doesn't make any sense because people are going to look at that and just laugh hysterically or say, ooh, gross, or this is ridiculous or something like that because it is absurd. I mean, I understand they're trying to make a statement, but they're making the wrong statement. Because none of their rights are being taken away. The creator of this march happens to be pro-Sharia law, which is where you need to do your research about what Sharia law is. Nobody wants to condemn Sharia law, which keeps women down, specifically females. Boys, yeah, do whatever you want to doesn't make any difference. We're all over. I told you, we're all over. I got so many things to cover. If you want to call in, please do It's 424-258-9220. We're going to play some more music, spin things up. I want to do some uh, 21 Pilots and play some Heavy Dirty Soul, if my engineer can find it. At least I think that one's been loaded up on the board. This is a remix, remaster, whatever you want to call it. Um, from 21 pilots they put this out there for free for anybody to go ahead and check it out and if you look up mute math you can find this 21 pilots mute math there's a 45 minute video these guys playing their top five hits uh, and they do an incredible job heavy dirty soul 21 pilots and if it's not there, we can pick another one because I got a couple of them up there. I can maybe play Ride, which is also cool. All right, we'll be right back. Don't go away. Plenty more Keepers Mindful coming up. <laughs>
2: It was the worth to today that i doesn't
1: Back to Keeper's Wine Pool. I'm going to put in a video here from my people. Like I said, we got kids here too tonight. So they're actually in the studio with me and they're being really cool, trying to maintain and be calm and things like that. So if you hear some weird other noise that's like, you know, kids screaming or something like that, don't worry. It's okay because Keeper actually has a full house tonight. So I'm putting in turbo for Mr. Little Man. He's probably not going to watch it because he's like playing with cars and stuff. Cool kid. Very cool kid. I think he's going to like this one. Anybody else seen Turbo? No? Yes? Maybe? Guess what? I got the Blu-ray, and I hope everybody else does too. Um, If you haven't seen this movie, it's really, really pretty cool. Um, And I've watched it numerous times because I personally like it. It's about overcoming obstacles that really need to be overcome. So, all right, so that's playing. Let me hit the the menu button for this little man. Let's see if I can get him involved in that. Maybe it, oh, he's got a monster truck. He's trying to knock everything over. Mr.
2: Destructo. No.
1: So, as I was saying before, all this was kind of going down. Um, uh, yeah, frustration What is this is going on. We need to pay attention to what is going on in the political forum. Just because Donald Trump was elected president, which is, is, like I said, in my mind, awesome, doesn't mean that we can take a big sigh of relief. We still need to maintain paying attention to what's going on. And it, it, if you're not paying attention, if you're not paying attention to what's going on, you're going to be lost after the fact. And that's that's the kind of the warning, and not enough people were paying attention to what our former president was doing, let alone the two or three previous um that we should have been paying attention to. so maybe this is our lesson, maybe this is where we can go, okay, well, yeah, we weren't paying enough attention to this stuff, and this is this is our generation's. Kind of fights, if you will, Uh, because every generation does have that fight that they must maintain for personal liberty, for maintaining uh, the things that we should, keeping an eye on stuff. You know, like like what happens in Congress. Yeah, watch and see, stand is boring. Who likes watching C-SPAN? I certainly don't. But things happen there. And then we find out about them after the fact, and we're like, well, what happened? Well, if you were paying attention, spending 15, 20 minutes watching C-SPAN, you might be all right. You might understand what was going on. You know, if they have a vote on some bill, and you've got yays, nays, voted present, or not there, Right? Those are the things you've got to pay attention to, especially when it is something that is, that is important to you. Okay, like, like for instance, a Supreme Court nomination from any president coming up here in the next week or two, they need to get confirmed. And everything that has happened, everything that, that Donald Trump has done, President Trump has done, okay, he said he was going to do. I talked, talked about that at the beginning of the show. Everything. He said he was going to do this. We're going to get out of TPP. We're going to look at getting out of the UN. We're going to look at making sure that our borders are secure. We're going to look at and probably replace or repeal uh, the Affordable Health Care Act, Obamacare. We're going to uh, take a look at XL Pipeline. And it it, it went forward, and I want to tell everybody, and I've said this before uh, on social media, it was going to happen regardless of who was president. That was not ever going to be stopped and people really need to come to come to the fact that that's the truth okay nothing against the water protectors nothing against the sioux nothing against the the lakota people at all i understand where they're coming from and i support them for what they're doing this wasn't going to stop it had been planned for who knows how many years and it came to light at such a late time, that the fight with respect was late. So it was going to happen. They knew it was going to happen, but the thing is, the fight that they're the, the fight that they're having, okay, is getting back to the people, not just their own people, if you will, because it's it, it, we're so. Divided you know by race or by color or by religion or whatever it happens to be, it's not about that. it's really about people and when you look at the whole thing and you actually kind of understand anything about it, they're not just sitting there talking about you know their tribal lands that you know the federal government said so many years ago, "Oh, you can have that because we don't have a use for it," which is kind of how it the whole thing kind of plays out. It sucks. It's real. It's truth. And, I mean, if you know, you know. And if you don't know, well, you need to get informed. That's part of the problem. They talk about their land. The problem is that it's all of our land. We live on it. This is our land. So in my eyes, there's nothing nothing wrong at all with nationalism. You know, why are we not allowed to keep our culture? Native American Indians, they're allowed to keep their culture. Nobody said that you can't continue to pass down from generation to generation the things that you were taught by your forefathers. Here we are in America as Americans trying to do the same thing through our Constitution. This was brought to us by our forefathers, and we're trying to respect that. But we keep getting shot down because our federal government isn't listening to the Constitution, which was handed down by our forefathers. And people fail to understand another thing. The United States of America is incorporated. It is a business. And the politicians that have been running it have been driving it into the ground. Driving it into the ground. Okay? If you want to be su- successful in business, what do, you, what do you got to do? If you own a service organization, a service company, what do you need to do? You need to take care of your customer. Okay, so if America is a corporation, what is the commodity that we have? A lot of labor, people that actually want to work, which is probably not that different from other westernized countries. Let me use that term loosely. People don't mind working, but we mind getting taxed for our effort. How can you tax my labor? How can you put a price on that? You just you know you just put some arbitrary number out there, some percentage that you think you deserve, based on how much work I do. Well, what's really interesting about that is that I could sit there in my work truck, not do a damn thing, and still get paid. I don't do that, but I'm just saying it. All over tonight, people. So much to cover, so many things to talk about. You guys haven't heard my rant in like three weeks or more, and it, this 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 is and is not a rant. This is this is just kind of my thoughts out loud. And you know the, the phones are open. If you want to call in, four two four two five eight nine two two zero is the phone number. Press one after the recorded message, and you can hear the show again. It. If you want to send an email. Send it to keepersmindpool at com. I check it out. I look at it personally every couple of days, if not you know, since we've been quiet. I haven't looked at it in about a week or two. So um, I do want to give a special shout-out to Tanglewood Soap Company uh, in Marksville, Louisiana. Go check them out. There's a commercial that's going to be coming up here at the top of the hour. We've got to pay attention to this stuff. We can't sit there and go, like I said – you know, if you've if you listened to the last 20 minutes of the show, we can't sit there and go, okay, oh, shoot, you know, Donald Trump was elected. Oh, right, everything's going to change. It's, everything's going to be – I mean,
2: oh, yeah.
1: I, I mean, I know that, like, it's not going to happen in a week or anything like that, and it's not going to happen overnight. It's okay. But, but, you know, I know Donald Trump's been elected, so everything's going to be – no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean – if If you think that, then you're like, you know, Alice in Wonderland, you've gone down the rabbit hole like twice over. Yes, he's doing what he said he's going to do, which I respect. I'm glad that he is. he's not a politician, he's a businessman, so he is looking at America as a company, which again, as I said, is incorporated, and if you don't believe me, you need to go back and here history and check out the Constitution for the United States and the Constitution of the United States and compare the difference. And I'm going to ask my miss engineer to um, send me a text about the link for the petition because I can't remember where it was and I didn't get a chance to look it up again. But there's a petition that everybody needs to take a look at and make sure you verify your email, okay? Don't just go sign the petition and leave it at that because if you don't verify your email, it doesn't count, okay? They're going to send you an email, And a lot of people, I understand, don't like doing that, but you've got to verify it so that your vote counts on this petition, okay? So please do that. And she's going to send this to me here in a little bit. Um, Oh, my gosh. Like I said, there's so many things to talk about. I mean, I could be, you know, like Mr. Uh, Douche Cooler. That's a new that's a uh, <laughs> that's a new one I heard today, today yesterday. Um and I thought it was kind of funny. It came from Deadpool and I I think I'm going to use that just as much as I use Twat waffle. Um which is another one that I heard that I'm borrowing from somebody else. Uh, so uh, when it comes to names and things like that, let's let's use colorful ones like, you know, <laughs> Pool and Twat waffle instead of um <laughs> Excuse me. Instead of you know the the standard ugly stuff, I mean, let's get creative. I mean, if we're going to insult somebody, at least be original. At least that's what I'm where, you know, where I'm coming from. Um, if you go to uh, the Facebook po- the Facebook page Kilroy Rising, um, I'm sure that you can actually find it on com as well. Um, the Gateway Pundit put out an article. If you read the Gateway Pundit um, about the petition, check it out, go sign it. If you agree with it, verify your email for it. And that way your vo your vote does get counted. Your name does get counted on that petition. Um, and I don't know if it's to make sure that Madonna gets, you know, investigated or whatever it happens to be. But I do know that this is actually one that y'all do need to pay attention to. And I'm going to do some more research. I will get back to you about it next week. Um, Miss Engineer, do we still have a parting glass on the board from a year ago? I think that we do. Yeah, I'm gonna wax serious here for a little bit if we have that that tune. And some of you that might be listening Yes, that petition is to charge Madonna for threatening the blow at the White House which would be fine with me because, I mean, she's supposedly been an example for, you know, women for the last 20, 30, 40 years, whatever, however old she is. And she's not been a very good role model. Um, I mean, it's just so outlandish that people paid attention to it, which is what made her famous. And I can't blame her for that. But if you want to be a role model for women, that's not really the example that you want to set if you know anything about Madonna. I mean, if you know anything about Madonna and then you compare that to Miley Cyrus, you'll understand where I'm coming from. And um it's under US code eighteen eight seven one. So if you want to look that up and check that out, please feel free. Again, do we have a parting glass on the board? It's under music someplace and I don't remember who it was that did it. But I'm pretty sure you know where I'm coming from with this. Uh-oh. Can't seem to find it. Oh, goodness. All right, well, not a problem. I will go ahead and play something else. This is about a four-minute audio bite about Planned Parenthood, which is what, you know, abortion rights and things like that, um, which is what in so many women that weren't making sandwiches for their husbands, if they have them, um, the day after inauguration. And it will blow your mind away. This is actually on the Facebook page, my public figure page, Keepers Mindful on Facebook, which I abhor, um, if you want to go check out the actual video because there is uh, graphics that go along with what you're going to hear. And I'm going to play that right now so that you can kind of get a grip about what Planned Parenthood is all about and what these women are screaming about because they are obviously misinformed about this kind of truth and I didn't know this until two days ago, and I'm so thankful that it came to light and was able to share it with everybody so this is this is debunking the myth of Planned Parenthood and their public relations problem. So if you want to check out the video, again, if you want to check out the video the video itself, it is on Keeper's Blind Pool. It's about five, six down from the top, um, and that is on Facebook. So if we can go ahead and spin that up and maybe look again for the other tune. If not, we can do something else for Mr. Robert Lavoie Finnecombe, who died, was killed a year and change ago. So... Uh, Let's go ahead and spin that up. I'll shut up and let y'all listen to this because it is very important.
0: America's largest abortion chain, Planned Parenthood, claims over and over and over again that abortion is only 3% of the services that they offer. That's your self-reported abortion statistic. 3% of all the procedures we provide It's in their annual report It's on their website. And their supporters say it all the time. And abortions only comprise 3% of Planned Parenthood's self-services
3: abortion services only account for about three percent
0: because only
1: three percent of what Planned Parenthood does is abortions.
0: Three percent of patients visit Planned Parenthood for a safe and legal abortion. Here's why that statistic is completely bogus and why the senior editor of the online magazine Slate said that the three percent stat was the, quote, most meaningless abortion statistic ever, and why the Washington Post fact-checker gave Planned Parenthood's 3% statistic three Pinocchios, marking it as, quote, very misleading. Let's look at the numbers. According to their own annual report, Planned Parenthood commits over 300,000 abortions per year. Last year alone, they did 323,999 abortions, which averages to 887 abortions per day, 37 abortions per hour, one abortion every 97 seconds. Again, Planned Parenthood commits one abortion every 97 seconds. But how much of what Planned Parenthood does is abortion? Well, let's divide the number of abortions they do in a year by the number of patients they see in a year. 323,999 abortions for 2.5 million patients means that one in eight patients who walk into Planned Parenthood will undergo an abortion. Not one in 33, Elizabeth Warren, one in eight. It's easy to see where Planned Parenthood's priorities are. They commit 160 abortions for every one adoption referral. Though Planned Parenthood constantly talks about their breast exams and pap tests, they only do less than 1% of the nation's pap tests and 1.8% of the nation's breast exams, while they do 30.6%, a third, of the nation's abortions. But that's a public relations problem. So Planned Parenthood came up with a creative way to make their big business, abortion, look very small. To get the 3% figure, Planned Parenthood divides abortions by the number of so-called services, which they define as a discrete clinical interaction. And they count all these services equally, regardless of the cost, time, or effort it takes to render that service. So an entire abortion procedure, which can cost from $390 to $1,500, is counted the same as a pregnancy test, which a girl could get at a pharmacy for $10. In this way, Planned Parenthood is able to count 9.4 million services divide 323,999 abortions by 9.4 million services and they get 3%. It's easy to see why this math is completely ridiculous. Say a woman goes to Planned Parenthood to get an abortion. She gets her pregnancy test, the abortion procedure, an STI test, and some contraceptives. In one visit, she gets four services, one of which is the actual abortion. So Planned Parenthood would say that abortion was only 25% of what they did for that woman who came into the clinic only for an abortion. Well, By this math, even if 100% of Planned Parenthood patients got an abortion, they would still say abortion is only 25% of their services. Such distorted calculations could be used to obscure the purpose of any business. It would be like the NFL saying that because they sold 5 million hot dogs in a season, and there were only 256 games, football is only 0005 percent of what they do or it'd be like a steakhouse saying actually steak is only a very small percentage of what we serve because we also serve salad mashed potatoes french fries beer wine soda water butter salt pepper ketchup toothpicks and breath mints we'd say yeah right you're a steakhouse just like Planned Parenthood is an abortion corporation
1: Oh, let me get back to it. Like I said, I got a full house tonight. Does that not trip you out? Does that information not kind of blow you away? Mathematically, yeah, sure, it makes sense. But it's a trick of numbers. I guess maybe it's a a corporate version of Common Core it's really it's really kind of mind-boggling because they are purposely lying to people intentionally outright lying to people yes there are certain situations where an abortion should be socially acceptable or might be socially acceptable depending upon what part of the world you live in. And this is a, a really touchy subject for a lot of people. But I'm 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 not one of those people that are cool with killing somebody or that that's cool with killing a being for absolutely no reason other than the fact that you can't do anything about it. You got a heartbeat? You're alive. That's how I see it. Plain and simple, you get, if there's a heartbeat, you're alive. You live. You are living. Whether or not you have any kind of consciousness, whether or not you are aware of your surroundings, which humans are the only persons, the only beings that are conscious, i.e. aware of their environment, if you will. We are the only animals, beings, living on this planet that know they are alive. Why? Because we have the Ability to choose between fight or flight. Every other animal on this planet goes by instinct, period. Period, end of story. Dogs, rabbits, cats, deer, bears, fish, sharks, they don't know they're alive. They have no clue. If they if they knew that they were alive, they would be able to speak. They would have a cognitive awareness. But they don't, which is what makes humans different. Yeah, I'm going to get kind of deep tonight. We're going to play something here really quick. We found the song I was looking for. Robert Lavoie Finnegan was killed a year and a couple of days ago. This is the one-year mark. I do not call it an anniversary. I will not call it an anniversary. I had spoken with him days before he was going to be on this radio program. And he had agreed to be on the show. And the day before he was going to be on the show, he was murdered. The silence, for his knowledge, as a teacher. And if you don't know that name, and if you don't know that story, I invite you, I invite you to go Google it because there is so much there. I've met his wife in person. I've met one of his daughters in person. And I've met a number of his grandchildren in person, and they are real people. And if you don't know what a real person is, you need to get some better friends, and you need to get some better people. So tonight, before we hear our commercial break, and I'm not drinking tonight, but I do offer a parting glass to Robert LaVoy Finnecombe. Died for his knowledge. We'll be back after the break. Keepers mindful, four two four, two five eight, nine two two zero. Still looking for that perfect gift? Something special that might just be over the top or over the top of the tub? Check out Tanglewood Soap Company. With over 100 cents, these handcrafted soaps made in small batches ensure the freshest ingredients are delivered directly to you. 100% all natural extracts and exfoliants combined right here in America. That pride, that quality shines bright at Tanglewood Soap. Look for them on Facebook, they deliver right to your door, or visit the shop at 410 North Main Street, Marksville, Louisiana. Tanglewood Soap Company, where soap becomes art. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice that people make to accomplish
2: certain things.
1: If you're not mad, you're not paying attention and If you're not paying attention, you're part of the problem.
3: Hey, everybody, this is Dave Braid, and you, my fellow patriots, are listening to Keeper's Mind Pool. at USA.com, Definitely want to check the video out. I worked with uh, an organization called Lesman. It's a media watchdog for police officers when officers and, and law enforcement are being misrepresented in social media and all these different causes that are out there, you know, sort of pushing the blame. You know, they go out and they break laws for no reason just to prove that the cops, A, have to be police. They don't choose the laws they uphold. They uphold the laws because that's their job. Whether they're passive laws or aggressive laws, they out not break them for the reason of to get a police response, which is just wasting taxpayers and I wish people would see that. These cops are putting themselves in harm's way on a daily basis. When your dad's a police officer and he goes to work, he straps on a gun and a badge. But these people are going in harm's way, you know. Um, and it's it's an, it's an honorable job. It's one of the hardest jobs, and it takes a special person. And I think in this day and age, um, you know, we should be rallying behind them. But this one, this song, Last Call, is about a fallen officer sort of giving his last sort of will and testament over the radio after he's been in a gunfight and he's hit and he's pinned down and he's not going to make it and he just sort of gives his words stand by for a
2: special announcement emergency traffic only 1145
0: Prince William calling 1145 This is the final call for 1145. Officer Ashley Gwenden, end of watch, February 27,
2: 2016. May
0: you rest in peace. You're listening to Keeper's Mind Cold.
1: Wednesday nights, 7 Eastern, 424-258.
2: 9220
1: If you ever find yourself in or near Matthews, Virginia and want some great food, if you're hungry for barbecue or even just a family-style lunch or dinner, stop in and see Big Daddy and the family at Cobb's Creek Diner. Check out the daily specials and great homemade desserts. The barbecue is prepared and smoked to perfection on site, something you don't often see. So stop on by and say hi. Cobb's Creek Diner located at 12 Linden Avenue, Cobb's Creek, Virginia. For 198 meats great taste.
2: Hey, this is Jordan Page giving the shout out to Keeper's Mind Pool, and just tune in, these guys are awesome. Hey, this is Mike, and I listen to Mom Pool every Wednesday.
1: mindful thank you for being here everybody you know i could i could sit there and point fingers I could sit there and call everybody names and not listen to anybody i could I could completely ignore. But I can't do that. I can't. You know, I, I've got to listen to people's opinion. I've got to not call them a name, which shows I'm obviously not listening. Whether I call them a racist or a bigot or an idiot or call them stupid or you know, you know, use some other expletive, that just shows my own ignorance. And if if we sit there and have a discussion with somebody. And they don't agree with our point of view. Getting loud is not going to help your point. Yelling is not going to help your point because it's going to make you look stupid. And here I am uh, talking about not calling people names, right? But I think that people are educated enough to understand what, what I mean by that. If people can have a conversation and express their opinion without belittling people, without knocking somebody down, and be willing to listen to the other person's point of view without doing the same, then we have communication. We have things that we can discuss. We may or may not get to a mutual understanding, but we have to have those conversations without being so closed that we don't or are not willing to even look at what the other person has to say. And this – I mean this goes across party lines. If you want to get political about it, this goes across party lines. The Democratic Party does not want to listen to anything else other than their own echo chamber, has not ever been. The Republican Party does not want to listen to anything other than their own echo chamber. It's obvious. It's been shown to all of us over the last eight years. We've got to have the discussions, the tough conversations where either we can come to a mutual understanding, come to some type of agreement of where – Either the country needs to go or the city needs to go or the school needs to go or the school board needs to go or the county needs to go or – I mean, boil it all the way down. We sit there and be worried about getting fired because our, our, our opinion comes from a place of wanting to better others. I don't see the march in D.C. as looking uh, as something that is wanting to better others. I really don't. I, th- I, I think that is it is a, a completely selfish thing. They're marching for the wrong reasons. Yeah, they hate Trump. Okay, got it, because he said grab, life, grab her by the pussy or whatever happened to be. All right, I get that. He used words. Bill Clinton did more than that. So if you want to have that example out there, uh, let's compare words to actions. Instead, the last eight years have been spent condemning people for saying words. Words. Not actions, words. And how many, and I wish this would be repeated more and more, and I don't hear this from my youngest son. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. The only time words are going to hurt people is when they come from people that you love, from people that you care about, because they know you enough to cut you. If it's a stranger, (laughs) you don't know what – you have no idea what you're talking about. You've got no clue. Strangers, yeah, they pick up on something you might say, whatever. You don't have a clue. You have no idea who I am. That's the only time words might hurt people. When it comes from something that you love, it's not to actually hurt you unless there be a total douche pool or twat waffle. It's coming from a place to help you learn to guard yourself against the outside world. People fail to understand the difference. We're so concerned about me, and I, and what I have, and what I could lose, and how I feel. And I'm not saying how you feel is not important. I'm not saying that how you view, whatever it is that you view, is not important. I'm saying let's have the discussion. Let's have that talk. Let's go ahead and take you know the step of deep if you got to. Because sometimes it doesn't need to happen. You know, I am, I'm am a hardcore patriot. I love America. I'm a nationalist, constitutionalist, um, freedom, liberty, loving, and effort. And I'm trying not to drop the bomb tonight, but I think you all know what I mean. And, you know, since there's no callers on the line, you've got about five minutes to call in with a question or a comment, 424 9220 before I wrap things up. We're going to play a song and I'm going to come back after that and I'm going to say probably good night unless I do get a caller. So again, the phone number is 424-258-9220 and I'm going to let my engineer pick the song because she's been off for a couple of weeks just like I have and hasn't had a chance to interject stuff. And as soon as she tells me what song we're going to play, I'm going to go ahead and announce that and uh, let you all listen to it. So, again, 424-258-9220, I'm going to hang out with my people that are in the studio and try and relax a little bit uh, before things happen because life does happen. So, pick something. I don't care. You Pick something. I I really don't care. I'm going to hear this in a minute. Like, I don't know, 50 seconds? It was, and that will be like four minutes, right? Because radio happens fast. <laughs> we'll be right back, everybody. A little bit more of the
2: Some people don't like my rebel stars
1: Thunder is no good friends, everybody. Go check them out. You can take a look at them on reverbnation.com. Search for Smokin' Joe Thunder and his no good friends. F-R-E-N-Z. You can check them on Facebook as well. Same name, Smoke and Joe Thunder. You probably find him in just a couple of letters there. You know, we're gonna wrap things up. I've got no callers tonight, and uh, like I said, I've got a full cafe full of people, so we're gonna wrap it up. One more tune. I will not be back after this. I want to play Open Road by Madison Rising, sung by Dave Bray. And He's no longer the singer of Madison Rising, but the dude still has some great music out there. Davebrayusa.com. A lot of great merchandise that you need to take a look at. Get ready for more from him. And I hope to get him back on the program here in the next couple of months and see what's going on with him. Um, (laughs) uh, Open Road Madison Rising, sung by Dave Bray, a former lead singer of Madison Rising. Again, go ahead and check him out, com and MadisonRising.com. they got some new music out there. If you're fond of it, more power to you. It's supposed to be the most patriotic rock band in America. I don't think they are anymore because they got rid of Dave, but that's my dude. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap up. I'm going to close things out and get the heck on out of here. As soon as I find out, that it's going to get played. Um, <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, you have a great week. I will see you next time. One week comes tonight right here on Keeper's Mindful. Wednesday night, 7 p.m. till 9 p.m. Eastern time, 424 Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time. Good night.
2: No destination. No end.